Hey everyone, welcome to the Sky Realm, another episode here with Homie and the Dude. I'm Bodhi, your unexceptional dungeon master, and I'm here with our exceptional cast of players. Say hello, guys. Hello! Hello, hello guys. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, quick shout out to the editing team, Becky and Ben. Shout out to our team, Jay, Josh, Victor, and Alex. Shout out to Underground Oracle Publishing for their amazing content. We can't do this without you guys. Thank you for being a part of this journey with us. Um, and if we look back upon last episode, um, our players um, basically um, got into their evening uh, wear and prepared for some festivities on the island. Um, however, before they got into festivities, Ulfur, um, the gentleman who had arrived at a similar time to them to help out here on Lacrima, presented them with a, a, a bit of a offering, basically, to join him and a group that he works for called the Water Runners. Um, and he basically offered the players a chance to join him in becoming semi-vigilantes and helping out those in need, basically, across the sky um, during this very oppressive time that we are living in. Um, from there, uh, the players enjoyed uh, a little bit of uh, music and partying. They got the uh, they got the tavern on Lacrima La Crema La Croix Brewery pretty hopping to start off with uh, to start the night. Then, as the night continued and uh, and more drinking ensued and and partying continued, uh, we found the players engaged in a game of Fool's Paradise, a, a a card game very similar to poker. From there, we played a game of Dwarven Roulette. Um, a drinking game involving drinking um, ciders and uh, and pee, as it so happens. Um, and then from there, we rounded out the night where Arnar uh, asked Ulfur some hard-hitting questions while he was a little bit out of it, but got some nice answers because of the level level of intoxication, um, and found out that the water runners are in some way being funded by uh, the Claw Mafia uh, in the People's Republic. Um, Finally, Rom and Blanco had a very nice scene where they had a little chat, and uh, and from there everyone went to bed. Finally, the players experienced another strange collective dream, where they were transported to uh, a body far away um, in some lecture hall. Um, during the lecture, some gentlemen talked about true names and how they connect with the soul more, and it's something that you grow into as opposed to get given. Uh, and then he mentioned something about a spell that he had created. From there, the bell rang and the lecture ended. And as you were leaving, you uh, you asked the gentleman uh, a, a question about how he could possibly reverse this spell. From there, the dream ended and you were sucked back into your bodies as you all awoke the next day on Lacrima. And that is where we begin this episode. So if everyone is sitting comfortably, then let's begin. question is that university the same university that i went to in the people's republic or is this a different place uh, the lecture hall that you saw is not one that you recognize 
Okay, cool, cool. Just wanted to clarify. Cool. Um, so, as you guys all awake the next day in your various places of sleep, whether it be uh, across the tavern itself or within bunks or beds uh, in the tavern um, and in, you guys um, all awake and kind of, you know, get your stuff together, begin, you know, collecting any bits that you may have, you know, lost throughout the night, you know, Evis is, you know, missing one of the arm sleeves and <laughs> goes and grabs that and, you know, everyone's kind of getting all their little bits and bobs as they uh, as they go around and begin preparing for the 11 o'clock departure um, that you guys had set with Ulfur. Um, over to you guys, if there's anything you'd like to do before um, you meet Ulfur by the dock. Um, I think we're all together, right? Oh. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to overspeak you. Sorry, I'll uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, I think Evis is actually going to like get up early in the morning and take some time underneath the tree to see if they can commune with Alia to, you know, determine if she can give any kind of indication if this is the right choice. Like, if this is the direction that she would like them to go into. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, um, I would love you to make either a nature or a uh, arcana check, whichever you prefer. Never mind. I can absolutely do that. Ooh, okay. Um, the arcana check is going to be sixteen. So yeah, they're like sitting, you know, um, cobbler's pose, which you know, in, in yoga, that's like your feet sticking together, knees pointed out, um, and um, you know, in that like. You know, someone got to do it to him, like hand position. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just kind of how they like, you know, sit and like feel the breeze through like their hair and across their shoulders. Um, and that's yeah, that's kind of like what they do to to meditate. With a sixteen, with your with your meditation, you feel all that wind and you know you you very much tune into that noise it's almost like everything else fades out in the background and you hear that that whooshing and that swirling kind of sound of the wind and um as you do you reach outwards and you reach for something you reach for a voice you reach for you know this this entity that you know your people um have followed for so long you know that you have been taught to for so many years and as you reach out and you reach to the light to try and touch it, you wait for a second and it's just silence. And you try a little bit harder, you push your mind deeper and you really focus in. And suddenly you just hear just the faintest of almost like what I would call like a, a bird song. But the bird song is is so distant and far that it sounds like a choir. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of beautiful yeah. bird song that's going on. And as you do, you, you reminisce back to your days in the Kazeka Monastery. You know, sat practicing meditation and struggling to hear that song. So struggling to hear, you know, the 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 inner peace that you believe should come when you meditate to Alia. And Yet now, as someone who has spent many years practicing, those bird sounds are welcoming. They're they're not surprising. They are, you know, comforting. That's that's something that feels at home and safe to you. Um, and with that, you know, they begin to just kind of trickle off into the. Usually, from your past experiences, you know, this is 
been your connection, you hear that kind of song and that kind of sound and you know that someone out there is listening. Okay. Yeah, Evis, their eyes open, blink a couple times and take a deep, like, cleansing breath, you know, filling their lungs fully up with the air that gives them life. And then, slowly, surely, they get up, a little bit more resolute than before, although there is still that nagging in the back of their head that it shouldn't have taken this long for Alia to have given any kind of indication. I love it. Absolutely amazing. Um, anyone else got anything else that they're hoping to get done this morning before they, they uh, board uh, Ulfur's ship, as he said, uh, that he had? I still have a uh, Amazing. The first thing I'll do in the morning. Um... Uh, yeah, and I want to talk to her. I don't, I'm, well, I want, I want to tell everyone because it happened again. I dreamed, um, and I don't dream. Like, I haven't dreamed ever, and you know, I, I want to see if I have to everybody, everybody else. But, Reshi, I dreamed again. Like, I'm taking that as a good sign, but it's also your only sign. Like, uh, we need to, like, develop, like, some kind of communication, like an up and a down, or yes and a no. Like, two for no. Yeah, that's all we'll do. Um, one for yes, two for no. Like, or happy, negative, okay? What language is Rushy speaking? Is it, like, a real language, or is it, like, a... What kind of... It is a language that, um, I, I believe... I, I've checked through your guys' languages. I don't think anyone has this language. Okay. I, so, so I, I, I want to leave that as it is because I, I don't want to say anything. Gotcha. Don't want to reveal gotcha. anything from Ryan's character. Um, yeah. But Rashi acknowledges what you've said, kind of hovering in front of you, you know, kind of arcing, you know, to keep themselves afloat uh, as you know, uh, kind of uh, the dragons without wings do. And um, uh, and when you say one for yes, two for no, it's like. I love you too. Um, and like I kind of cuddle her, and then like. Well, I'm still in the, like sitting in my seat. Well, I guess as I collapsed, I maybe made a hole in the bench. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I like, stand up and check to see if anyone else is um is awake. Amazing. If no one else is, I just kind of sit there until until we do. Cool. Yeah. Anyone else got any personal bits they want to do? Anything? Uh, I, I assume R and R gets up and does some stretching as per. Uh, yeah, I was about to say. Uh, I was, <laughs> I was, I was going to ask. <laughs> um, and uh, yes, Blanco. My um, Blanco gets up and um, pulls the ring on the chain. And um, just the, the touch of it has given him renewed energy to continue the mission. He had been feeling sort of a, a little bit sort of like lost. He hadn't you know, just wasn't finding what he wanted. But now Cecil having given him this ring and reminding him of what needs to be done and just feeling that this group of people and and beasts and um, others, <laughs> creatures and the like around, around him, he just feels that there's this sense of like more energy that, than he's had for a, a long time and so he sort of like gets up and and instead of sort of like going down he sort of almost bounds down the, the stairs to from his bunk to down into the main part of, and and he's sort of excited to get this going 
Amazing. Um, cool. If everyone else is, yes, Gio, go for it. Um, so Gio was uh, early in the morning was tipped over by one of the cleaners in uh, <laughs> one of the crops so that he could get back onto his feet. And um, he, he goes outside and he's feeling embarrassed for some of the actions from the night before. Uh, and he's reflecting on that in that um, he was so excited to hear the news that Uncle Uncle Ace is, uh, and the stories of Uncle Ace were actually true and confirmed by Oliver. And that was a moment that I think gave him almost uh, a false confidence about the energy of this group and this mission was all happening so quickly. And in the process of that, he became a little bit over overzealous with his betting at the game and he's lost his two watches and um, he's thinking about things as a, as a young uh, creature thinks about things through their maturation and understands that although things can go well, um, if you are too aggressive and maybe even too reckless in your confidence that you can be, can be set back a little bit. So he's feeling a little bit set back today in, um, in kind of how the, the night ended. He, he's got a little bit too drunk, lost his watches, um, but underneath that, he is feeling a little bit um, enthusiastic about the thought that Uncle Ace not only exists, but the stories that he grew up hearing about him were true, and um, he knows that at this point, there is no confirmation that Uncle Ace is dead, so the, the mission continues, but he's definitely feeling a little bit less full of himself this morning. Can I just ask, how did he know what time to get up and be ready? Exactly, that's exactly the point <laughs> on why he's just not feeling his best right now. If he could be, uh, if he could be blushing, um, his, his portal skin might be blushing and just a little bit, um, almost ashamed, a little bit of a shame this morning. Oh. So do you see? Do, is this noticeable to all of us? I mean, is this uh, something that we would that be like perception to pick it up that he might be? Yeah, for, he's uh, a little bit quiet. I was uh, gonna when, say when he gets back with the group, he's oh, just a little bit quiet. And... I was gonna say as as, as he, it seems like everyone's kind of making their way downstairs to to to, to, to the main room in in Lacrima is is how it feels how you're all doing as you all kind of arrive there, um, you know. Everyone rushes out with Rom, and you know RNR is you know limber for sure. Definitely walking nice and you know no 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 stiffness there. Um, you know uh, Evis is looking more calm than than maybe last night during the games. Um, and uh, and Blanco seems to have a bit of a pep in their step. Um, where Geo, um, you know, it, it's not hard to notice is maybe a little bit quieter this morning. So Toad's still buzzing from last night at the show because after show you can always have that kind of afterglow kind of yeah. So he's gonna um, so he's gonna, I'm gonna fly over to Geo. I'm gonna play that song that he whistled. Um, give him bardic inspiration because I'm gonna see him kind of dance. I'm gonna play that song that he uh, that he whistled out like this. Really cool tune that you uh, whistled yesterday. Just want to say everything um, everything cool. You seem a little a little down, a little bit more. A little more somber. Thanks, Toad. Uh, yeah, everything's pretty cool. I'm ready to, to get on the ship and to move on the next step of our journey together. And I, I guess I'm, I don't know what I did last night. I, I guess I, 
You had some fun, it was like, you know. And I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty young, Toad, and I've not been out in this way my, my entire life. And uh, I just hope I, I fulfill my ambitions, and I also hope I don't let you guys down. And I felt like I learned a lot last night. So as you guys are kind of having this conversation, uh, the clock begins, you know, coming towards that time and, you Can know... Can I give Raywood his slipper back, sorry? So just interrupt if we're uh, going on the boat. So, yeah, so what I was going to say Not is... Not the bell, just the slipper. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally fine. So, uh, as as you guys are kind of stood there, a couple of the townsfolk begin coming into the, the, the pub and, you know, it, it seems like a lot of them are, you know, panda-eyed, very, you know, hungover and, uh, and have definitely gotten up earlier than they would like. Um, but you can see, you know, there's some people there that you guys recognize. There's, you know, Cecil the blacksmith has come. Uh, his assistant, Kenji, is there. You can see the Garmin sisters, uh, Coriander and Basil. Uh, you can see Agnes and Rayward have come. Uh, Thatch and his wife are there. Um, and the butcher uh, is also there as well. Um, and they've all kind of come to, to say goodbye to you guys. And, uh, and as you guys kind of, all these people begin filtering in, uh, Ulfer makes his way um downstairs and he's like ah brilliant to see all of you uh i uh, i hope you all slept fantastically well um and um with that being said are you ready to go uh, i think so um are we um is raywood here have i given this little back sorry uh, Ray raywood is in the room raywood is in the room at the moment um well, i'm just going to like, I'm sorry I'm too small uh, i need a bigger one so, thank you very much. Oh, oh thank, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. He takes oh, it's, it and... It's not and, our kindness. It's just, I don't need it. Oh. Um, oh okay, well, uh, nonetheless, but thank you. Um, and uh, he, he slides the, the sandal back on. You can see he walked over here with just one sandal on. And he uh, he slides he slides the sandal on. And he's like, you know, you win some, you lose some. I was happy for you to keep it. You know, it's one of those things that... Uh, I appreciate it, but I've been told it smells. I don't have a nose, but... Someone did say earlier, like last night. Oh, like real bad. He like, oh, or, yeah, maybe a little sure. bit. All right, so, yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Well, like that. you know what? I, I would love to play with you. Maybe next time you yeah, come, it would be a time. pleasure to play with you again. And uh, I'll bet my other slipper this time. I'll bring a slipper as well. And then, yeah, cool. I, I think that that sounds like a great plan to me. Uh, I'm Thank very much. Appreciate it. Uh, for Sands, he's like, everyone ready to go? Yes. I just, uh, momentito, uh, I just need to have a word with one person. And I go over to, to Kenji. Is it Kenji? Kenji, yeah. Kenji. And I go, Kenji, no mind. Cecil, he speaks harsh words. But I think he has a good heart. He gave me the ring. So there is promise there. Stay with it and be a loyal servant. He will see your value and your goodness. I have seen some great work that you are producing and I know great work. Keep with it. Oh, well, well, well damn, I, I appreciate that, Blanco. And, and you know, uh, uh, yeah, no, he, he's not that bad. You know, he's, he's, he's just got a temper on him, you know how it is. Um, and he looks over at Cecil, who's kind of over by the bar, and you can see him picking at one of his nails, and he's getting angrier as he's picking at his nail. He's just like, Gah! and he keeps picking over there. Um, and uh, he's like, it's okay though. Like, And he, he kind of gestures to Toad and kind of ushers Blanco over and goes, actually, uh, 
Mr. Toyota and Blanco, you both say such kind things. The other day, Mr. Toyota, when you spoke to me, it really, like, it sung in my ears and it, it, it rang true to me that, that I am meant for bigger and better. And I want to go to Thembador. I want to meet the Master Smiths and maybe find Ulrich one day. And so when I finish my apprenticeship, I'm going to leave Lacrima, guys. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to leave here for the first time and be the first in my family to, to, to leave the island and, you know, go elsewhere. And that's thanks to you guys. So I, I, I can't tell you how much this all means to me because I, I don't know. I, I was kind of lost and your guys' words have given me a path. So thank you. Thank you so much. And that come dear, my friend. Walk with God. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I feel like you would have come to that conclusion on your own. So I'm glad, I'm glad we were able to help, but I feel like you would have, you would have gotten there yourself too, no matter what. So, and I know you're going to do some pretty great things. Just don't yeah. forget us. You get pretty big though. So please. At this moment, remember us. at this moment, you can see the young gentleman begins shedding a little tear and he runs forward and hugs both of you um, in like a, a little group Wait. hug and hugs you as like, thanks oh. and hugs you really tight. And, and I get it. Oh, 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 furry. Uh, <laughs> Toto says he's about to pop because he's squeezing. So Toto's just like, just. <laughs> <laughs> Toto's in the middle and getting squeezed between the two of them. He's like, <laughs> uh, and he releases it. He's like, thank you. Thank you. And uh, and he's like, oh, I hope you guys travel safe. And, you know, whatever you guys go on to do, I know you guys will do great things, I'm sure. You know, we'll see each other again. If, if I'm in Thembador, you know, stop by and. If I've got a place, Ooh. which, you know, I'm hoping to get my own little place, you know, um, hopefully I can have like a futon that you can like stay on or something, you know, like a, like a, you know, something like that. Likewise. What you need to do too, you need to make sure you get going to show one of our detective cards, make sure you get some cards. They're Arnar's idea. They're really, really good way of spreading around, you know, oh. so we know where to get you. So, yeah. That's, and here's uh, our card too, in case you need to find us again. Here's oh. our card as well. Oh, I made you. Wow, look how professional. He bends it a little bit, it was so crisp, amazing. And puts it away uh, in his pocket um, and is, uh, is super thankful. As this is happening, um, Evis, Agnes walks up to you and is like, hey, um, I just wanna say, you know, earlier when we spoke, you know, it really meant a lot to me and I just wanted to come today and wish you luck, you know, Is and Pave were amazing people and they, they, they treated me with so much respect. And, you know, I, I just want you to know that I that I'm will be saying a prayer for you every night and I wish you the best of luck on your journey, you know, finding them or or, or you know, whatever you, you go to do. But uh, but I hope you guys get back together because I know they were missing you so so very much when they were here. Thank you so much, Agnes. I appreciate your kindness and your enthusiasm toward this entire endeavor. Uh, may I ask you a question? She leans in. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what yeah. is it? How, how did they look? Tired? Um, weary? Energized? It's a great question they they were well, at least from what i could tell it felt like they were excited like they were going to this audience church in the people's republic and okay. they were doing some missionary work out there trying to help with 
some of the downtown people were so, I like I've never been so I, I didn't know really what they were talking about they said that there was some sort of mission there that they were doing in the church to help with the people right. downtown or something and so they were just excited right. but the truth is and the reason I, I tell you this is because though they were excited they were missing you and there was some not pain but some longing there that you know was definitely the reason why when I saw you I thought it was important to come and talk to you because you know you should know that they're really missing you and you know they, they said you know last time before they left you know it wasn't the best encounter for no. the three of you and so you know they they were just reflecting on it and just though things weren't the best last time we saw each other they said that they they really really just miss you yeah, I mean, time apart can be necessary to heal wounds, to grow roots, to sprout wings, but it doesn't make those growing pains hurt any less. That was very- Agnes, thank you. Oh, it's not a problem. That was beautifully put. Like, like a, I want to put that on like a, like a t-shirt or something, spreading wings and- growing roots I really like that that's 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 amazing wow you're 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 honestly if I can be half the person you are one day and leave this island with the amount of bravery and calm that you have I would be delighted to to, to be in that place in my life it's very practiced I'll let you know but um... <laughs> I, I I can imagine I can imagine that 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 makes a lot of sense but anyone can do it I appreciate that I, I will I promise you next time you come I will be closer to being more balanced and and, and you know having a better hold of, of my stuff so please please come back and visit yeah. please when when come back with Ethan Pave we should all you know do something together you know I, I don't know like go on, go on like a, a riverboat trip or something you know I, I don't know it feels 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 like we we could Go, go on some like a Zephyr cruise or do something together. Yeah, that sounds nice. Maybe. Just have to find them first. Yeah, well, I'm sure you will. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be there waiting for you. I'm sure they'll be there. Yeah. Um, and with that, we cut to the other side of uh, the pub, back to uh, Toad and Blanco. Um, and at this point, um, Kenji's kind of gone off and gone to speak to uh, his mother, who is also kind of parted in at this point. Uh, the woman with the like taller hair with the, the flat top with the like fro on the top of the flat top. Uh, and, um, and as that's happening, Cecil's kind of made his way over to Blanco. And, uh, and he taps Blanco on the, uh, on the leg and is like, well... <clears throat> Not much for saying goodbyes. Uh, I hope you find consoles, um, killer. That's uh, you know, it, it's super important, and um, and I, I just wish you the best. The the guild will the guild will guide you, you know. So, I thank you so much, Cecil. Um, it has been uh, interesting to to meet you i had heard about you from from consor and and my master spoke of of you and it has been my pleasure to meet you and and for this keepsake you will be forever in my thoughts and i shall go forward and i shall 
revenge my master's death. I have no doubt that you will do that, that anyone who may cross your path and try and stop you is going to be in for the worst fucking time of their life. With, I, with I, that, I mean not to harm many. I mean to harm the one. But my mission is my mission. And Konzor deserves retribution. I agree. And uh, with that, he nods at you. And this time, there is no bravado. There is no ego. There is no bullshit in this nod from Cecil. When he nods at you, he nods at you as equals. And he nods and then kind of steps back into the crowd and uh, and goes about his his business. Um, does, does Toad hear that? Yeah. Because Toad's right there. Yeah, Toad can definitely hear that. Is that Rob, if you want to if you want to make a perception check, you can do two, three, or four. Don't worry. Lonko, I, I I didn't mean to. Um, I don't know if I overheard. Um, wow, that's. You you don't. I mean, that sounds uh, personal, so you don't have to share. I mean, whenever you're ready. But um, whoever it is that needs to be taken out, I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm not the best fighter, though. Oh no, he can. You've seen him. He can. He can damage a, a person or two. Um. I'll do what I can to help. Um. So whatever, whoever needs to be taken down, because if you're going after them, must mean that they they deserve it. So yeah. I just got your back when when that when that time comes. Um, for that, I am truly truly grateful. Um, my mission is long. My mission has been tiring, but being here on the Crema has renewed my energy. And while I will need your help. I feel the end will be under my own hands from my master's sword. But in the search, I will need help. And um, I feel akin to you, my small friend. I know you, you know me. I, I remember you from from not so long ago, where you were singing for your life. And now, maybe together we can journey and maybe there is a small favor that you will help me, Ayuda me, to, to find what I need. And no favor, no favor needed. I mean, you got the best detective agency at your side now, so no favor needed. That's. There's no doubt in my mind that I'm gonna, that we're gonna do what we can to help. So, yeah, and I mean, I feel like that. I mean, I feel like us meeting back then. That was, that was destiny. You know, that was meant to be. So, I think this is supposed to be happening. As soon as I heard your voice, I knew it from exotic flavors. I, it was from. You got me through some very difficult times when I was in the kitchen there and. And your voice was out in in the restaurant, and I, oh, I, you pulled out my strings and brought me through. And 
I'm glad that my actions there were able to 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 free you, and and you are now with R and R, and and uh, I think you and I, my my small friend, we will have a good journey together. No doubt, no doubt about it. Um, so it's right. I like it. Do toads can toads cry? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> if toads can, like he's definitely um, trying not to. So um, amazing. See <laughs> toad just like you. Um, it's got a bloggers got a. They get you know toads. Sometimes we get like you know mucus and stuff. So it's got a yeah. Um, <laughs> so he awkwardly flies off. <laughs> I offer him my like arm to wipe his nose <laughs> off my fur. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, finally, um, Ulfur kind of opens the back doors to Lacrima and goes, Right, guys, it's time. Um, and he kind of takes a step out um, and steps out onto the dock. Um, as the group of you and, and, and the townsfolk kind of make their way out the back door and kind of go to the dock, you all stand and you realize as you all look out over the edge of the island that there is no Zephyr here and that you cannot see a, a Zephyr um, uh, of which you should be boarding. But in that moment, Ulfur turns to the group and says, can everyone take a little step back, please? Um, and he opens his coat. As he does, he reaches deep into one of the pockets and pulls out a bottle. The bottle, as he pulls it out, those of you that can see it, has like some cloud kind of wisping in there, some like smoke in there. And as he kind of shakes it in front of you for a second, he goes, watch this. He uncorks the bottle, points it off the dock, and slowly, coming out of the bottle begins erupting a sky zephyr, a magnificent sky zephyr begins pouring out of the bottle as it slowly begins expanding and you can hear the crunching of wood as it begins locking into place and expanding and growing until finally a beautiful airship is there floating just off of the dock of Lacrima in front of you. As you look onto the ship, you can see a giant blimp at the top. Uh, it's shaped uh, kind of like an arrowhead, um, the ship itself, with three large fans, omnidirectional fans, um, at the back, basically. You can see on the side of the ship, there's some uh, directional catapults, um, and there's, at the front of the ship, a dragon's head that has been, a dragon's like skull that has been like welded to the front of the ship. And coming out of the mouth of the dragon's skull is a long metal spear, basically. Um, and that is what you guys see uh, flying in front of you. He turns around and goes, ta-da, and puts the bottle is back in a, your coat. Is that a real dragon's head? Uh, well, so. it, it's, a, it's a collectible item from, uh, from yes, from many, many years ago. It's, it was one that was, uh, I believe, slain oh, a couple hundred years ago or so. Collectible, so would you collect, like, if I dare use, like, you know, my, you know, maybe put my thing or something like that, too? I mean, is that... Uh, okay. That's, I mean, cool. I, 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 I never intended to use your skull for anything. I'm not sure. It, it feels, feels like it would be small, but, uh, but I apologize if I've offended you with, with my ship here. Uh, you know, it's cool. I mean, that could just be my cousin, but it's cool. You know, it's fine. You know, it's, oh, it's well, cool. You know, I, I, it's I, fine. So, uh, and he, he's like, I, I honestly, uh, uh, look, look, Mr. Toad, you're part of the team. 
I'm happy to take it down. I'm happy to take it off. It's, it's not a problem. We can return it, you know, whatever we need to do to, to make this right. I, I apologize. Strip it down, you passed. The, my whole thing? Or no. just, just the Just head? the dragon head. Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say, jeez. That's a bit excessive. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also immortalizing your, um, your cousin. you got to remember that. Like, with life, there is death. You can't hide away from it. Okay. Okay. True. That's a. That is a. But is, is that is that what you meant by it though? Is that what you? Uh. Yes. Yes. It was. It was insight, an honorary insight, thing. Insight. 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 Go for it. I want to get vote advantage by uh, writing in my notebook uh, <laughs> to kind of make him uncomfortable. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Can I can I get that advantage? Yeah. Definitely. That? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Hundred percent. Okay, uh, it's not that good. It's going to be a, I'm eleven. An eleven. Um, he, uh, from what you can tell, it seems like yeah, he 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 has he has definitely attempted to make. He's like you can tell he's attempted to make the thing that he cares a lot about better and more like cool, more like awesome, more out there, uh, a little bit more like. In his way, and he's immortalized the ship with 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 the head in in, in of itself. Do you know what I mean? So okay, yeah, yeah. okay, a little bit, yeah, for sure. Maybe not the purest intention, but definitely, definitely, like in in a sense, yeah, for sure. Um, and okay. he turns to the group. He's like, uh, "This is the Gladius. Um, those of you who are who are coming with me, please, um, please do so." And as he's saying that, Rayward interrupts. He's like, "Ah." One second, and uh, he kind of shuffles forward with uh, six kind of brown uh, bags, basically. Uh, se sorry, seven brown bags. And uh, he's like, "Here's your gold, everyone. Remember your 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 reward for helping us." And he uh, he hands each person a little bag of uh, of gold pieces, basically, uh, to to each of you. Oh, oh, I I can't believe I almost forgot. Uh, an R and I ruffles his bag. Could you sign here, here, and here in triplicate, please? Uh, sign or, or yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and he 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 yeah. begins writing a gray word, the abider. There, I think that's all of them. And he hands you your pen back. Excellent. The, Thank you. As the bags are passed out, Geo goes over to Rom and just sort of pulls him aside and says, um, "Would you trade my?" Gold pouch for Evis's prayer wheel and 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 R R's pen. I I I I love I love where this is coming from. It's really nice, um, but no. Uh, just just I wanna I wanna try the symbol up myself. Give it a while. Don't tell anyone. Um, all right, and the, you can have the pen and one of your watches for sure. As you guys are saying this, R&R um, &R and um, Blanco, out of the corner of your eyes, based on your your, your passive perception, you guys notice Oliver um, has kind of gone off to the side with his with his bag of gold and has actually given it back to Rayward and has. You can see that he's basically handed the bag of gold back and you know is quietly kind of chatting to him and is like, look. You know, we promise as runners that we will support your people now. If you need 
water or anything, you let us know. And uh, he basically says, look, you can contact us if you send a message to this location. Um, and he basically says an address that you can't quite hear um, over all the kerfuffling, but he says an address. Uh, oh, I can read his lips. You can <laughs> read his lips. You can read. So the address that he says is 14 mm-hmm. Bournemouth Avenue. Okay. And um, he says 14. Uh, 14 Bournemouth Avenue. You can't exactly hear it, Blanco, but R&R, you can take that. And uh, he's like, if you ever need anything, get a message there, and we'll be with you as soon as we possibly can. And Barry's like, oh, I really appreciate it all for, you know, you're, you're such a kind gentleman, and, you know, the, the runners are always welcome here, and, and so on and so forth. And they kind of go back and forth a little bit while uh, the, the, the debate about the, the, the wheel continues. Uh, that was the perfect oh. feat to take. Oh my lord! <laughs> perfect moment. Uh, um, Toad's gonna quickly fly over to the where the dragon set is and put like a webbed hand on it. Um, close his eyes and say draconic. Um, keep flying, cousin. Keep flying. Amazing. And then I'll come back. Amazing. You can uh, you can have inspiration for that. I love that. It's awesome. Um, and. Uh, as that all kind of go, Oliver's right, right, come on, we've, we've wasted enough time, and he gets on, he steps off the dock onto the Gladius, and you can see that as his weight kind of hits it, it kind of moves a little bit in the air, but uh, then kind of levels itself back out, um, and he kind of turns, he's like, right, come on, you lot, uh, to the to the Republic, let's go. Geo moves over to r and says, I-, I know you have another one, but here's your first one back, and hands the pen, or had sort of extends his hand out with uh, the pen in his hand to uh, to r and hands it back to him. Thank you. This is most excellent. Uh, and he puts away his second pen, and you see that he has like eight or nine pens, and he just puts <laughs> this one, it has the number two on it, and he puts it right next to his other pens that are numbered, and then he like closes his little satchel. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. So, um, as you guys kind of begin making your way onto the Gladius, um, you can see um, that uh, the, the townsfolk are like, thank you, we appreciate you so much. Safe travels, have a great time. Everyone's kind of just shouting, you know, like uh, good luck wishes and, and well wishes at you guys as you board. And Ulfur uh, kind of makes his way into the wheelhouse um, and leaves the door open as he shouts, he goes, it's been a pleasure. Thank you all so much, and who knows when we will be back, but we hope soon. And uh, he turns to everyone, he's like, right, everyone, hold on. And with that, he pushes the acceleration lever, and the ship begins to tilt forward ever so slightly uh, as the Zephyr then takes off from Lacrima. Um, As you guys begin traveling up from uh, docking level up into the meridian uh, layer, uh, you guys uh, begin catching a nice backdraft and it begins taking you nice and quickly um, across the sky. Um, as Ulfur, you know, kind of is in the wheelhouse and is, is steering the, the, the ship a little bit, um, you guys get a chance to have a little bit of a look around and, and, and kind of uh, check out the ship if you want to go under deck or anything or do anything like that or have any sort of conversations. 
um, you're welcome to do so. Just a little description for you of the top deck. Um, as you guys have kind of walked on, you can see that there's a harpoon at the front, over uh, basically overhanging over the uh, over that skull and the uh, the spear. Basically, there's like a harpoon that you can kind of pivot there. Um, there's another same catapult kind of style on the opposite side of the ship, basically in the same position. Um, and in the center is this wheelhouse, basically. The wheelhouse um, ascends upwards and is made out of wood, just the same as the deck. Um, however, it's got like windows all the way around it so that you have like a 360 view um, as a pilot if you want to. You can look all the way around, basically. Um, in there, though, you can see that there's like the, the, the pilot's controls, standard kind of pilot controls in, in a Sky Zephyr. Um, and then behind is like a, a desk in there. And you can see from like the outside that there's like a globe on that desk and there's like you know, some pieces of paper kind of strewn about. Um, other than that, you can see that going uh, basically just in front of the wheelhouse is a set of stairs that lead in uh, down to the first deck. Um, furthermore, the balloon attached above you is attached with lots of like ropes and, and kind of ties and stuff. Um, if anyone wishes to, to climb said ties, um, you are able to go on top of the balloon as well. That's something else that you are able to do. So, um, floor is yours. Ulfur is just in the wheelhouse and he's like, a, you're just kind of dealing with getting the getting the, the Zephyr to the right level and, and making sure you guys are heading in the right direction um, before kind of caning it a little bit and uh, and sending it to go. Yes. Uh, I would like to talk to Toad. Amazing. Okay. Yes. Uh, Toad, and then I inform him about the discussion I had with Oliver last night about the sources of funding for the water runners. Uh, that being the, the Claw and the Don. Would I have some connection with them? With the... Because I have Thieves Camp, and being involved in some things, maybe, would I have some... So, Thieves Camp... Um, thieves Camp, sadly, they, they, it's, it's not much of a thing that the, that the uh, Mafia use. It's more of something that... As someone who has literally lived directly next to where the Nadian Guild operate out of the, the, the Thieves Guild, you know that they're primarily the people using those kinds of symbols and those kinds of like uh, that that kind of secret like lingo. Um, in terms of um, in terms of whether you would have any connection um, or just knowledge, I mean, probably probably not them. Yeah, it's any kind of knowledge, but I guess yeah, that makes sense. The knowledge that you would have is while you were working in Ulagatus is you definitely would have seen. Um, the Don once or twice with his, Ooh. so he, he's an arcana yeah. loft with, uh, with basically um, like a little wheelchair that that, uh, that he has like strapped to his lower half. And when he's like moving, he's like on his hands and he kind of pulls himself and then when he stops, he would like pop himself up and like sit upright. So you've definitely seen the Don and this arcana loft about, um, as you probably would have done once or twice in the People's Republic, but much rarer in the People's Republic. They often don't leave the, the bathhouse as far as you know amongst the people as well as like that's what the people say like oh the dawn mm -hmm. very rarely you know that kind of thing you know it's hard to see the dawn outside the bathhouse you got to go see him in the bathhouse that kind of thing you know so yeah. that will be that would be your knowledge of it in connection to it right that's good to know but like well okay that's um getting in this is getting pretty deep now. I guess that's getting kind of, you know, the Don, at least when I've heard the Don's on someone, you know, you really want to, <laughs> I guess, like, mess with, you know what I mean? So that's, 
we definitely got to keep our um, our eyes out now. You know, just kind of wow. As much as I'd like to assist the water runners in anything that they deem a worthy cause, I am prepped about getting into the pocket of the Don. Well, not, not a place I want to be. Not a place I want to be either, but I mean, it looks like now we have some Kellogg Storage Geo and everyone in the group. Like, it looks like we have some friends involved now, so we may, like it or not, we may have to get involved with this. So, I mean, it's, like I said, I don't want to, but I mean, it's for for friends. It was for you. Like, we, we definitely, we may have to, um, you know, we may have to stop by the bathhouse ourselves in time. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I understand. And I, I, I mean, bless you. I mean, me the dawn. Like not to step out of the bathhouse, that particular bathhouse. So. Yes. No. That is as well as what I assumed you meant. Perhaps we could also get Asana or something like that. But. Ooh, actually, that would be great. My, my, me my yeah, my skin needs. Mm -hmm. My pores are a little clogged, I think. <laughs> as, yeah. as you guys are saying this, Ulfur uh, slides the two front windows of, of the wheelhouse open and kind of leans his head forward a bit to, to speak to you all. And it's like, um, if you want to place your items and various things uh, below deck, there's a couple of, like, uh, you'll see hammocks down there where you can, uh, you know, uh, choose, choose your hammock. The only one um, that is definitely mine is the one at the very front of the ship, at the very top. That is, that's my hammock. Uh, all the rest are for you guys to use, and we can also make up, you know, uh, some sleeping arrangements uh, on the floor. With uh, I have a lot of blankets and things that we can use, make some sleeping arrangements for everyone, um, as uh, as as uh, we're going to be uh, in air for probably, I imagine, a, a day or two. Um, with this back wind, uh, we should get there a little bit quicker, but it's it's likely to be, uh, you know, somewhere between, you know. Two to three days, I, I imagine, um, is, is how long it will take us to get to the public. So, um, with that being said, if you want to place your stuff down there, that's totally fine. Um, I would love to uh, just do, uh, in a little bit. I've got to I've got to quickly just uh, set the ship up, make sure that we're like in cruise control kind of thing, and then uh, I've got a couple of things to just write down. And then from there, um, I would love to just have a chat with all of you up here on this deck. So. If you want to just take a couple of minutes, I'm going to be doing my thing, and uh, I'll catch back up with you guys in, in a little bit. How, does that sound good with everyone? Amazing. Amazing. And he goes, well, good luck, and shuts the windows, and you can see that he begins, like, just, like, levering things and, like, moving stuff, and, uh, and then once he's done that, he kind of stops, looks at all, and he's like, all good, and then he turns around to the desk behind, and you can see that he's, like, writing things and, like, just doing little bits of bobs. Do you guys want to go on top of the balloon? I mean, I know you guys can't fly, so I mean, it'd be kind of if you guys want to go up there, it'd be pretty cool, I think. If you guys can experience just the the air, just like the sky, you know. Do you guys ever want to go up? Yeah. So now, can you fly though? Have you ever experienced the sky? I thought it was like a couple of inches off the ground. It's all weird. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Talk to me, to me. Yeah, I was like, fly. I was like, as I'm flying here, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty far off the ground, okay? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can, okay? I fly, a little, I fly a little bit higher, too, just like, you know, just to, just to show. <laughs> Didn't mean to hit a nerve there. You know, Tom, this is a marvelous idea. I have these dreams since I was a well, since 
it's a puppy. I can remember flying. I, and, oh, it's amazing. My furs and the wind and yes, this is a brilliant idea. Amazing. Me gusta mucho. Speaking of dreams, I, I had a, you know, when we all talked about our dream that that time about us all having a dream and it felt so real and everything. I had, I, I had another one that night that we all were celebrating at the cream of the crop and it was, it was real like that again. And it was, I felt like I was in the same sort of space as I was last time, but it wasn't, wasn't riding an airship or anything. It was in a different place, but anyway, I, I, I had a dream. I, 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 I had a dream. Sorry? Say I, that again? Yeah, no, I, I, yeah I, I was in a lecture hall and I was I was a student in a lecture hall. In, do I recognize where we were? Mm. Lecture hall? Yeah. Like Can you place. roll a history check? Wait, you had that same nightmare too? Yeah, did we About, share dreams again? Three. About true names? Five. That's the one. That, 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 that's yeah. the one. You también. Small cat. Have like weird human skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the same one. It was the same. I think it was the same guy, but it was a little bit different. It was maybe, maybe he was younger or something. I'm not sure, but yeah, that's the one. Arnar, did you have the same dream? I did. Do you think? We might, what number am I thinking of right now? Eleven. Three. Forty-two. It was three. That was pretty <laughs> impressive, sir. I, oh. Wow, okay. I didn't think that would work. Hmm. Maybe we are telepathically linked. What word am I thinking of right now? Sausages. No. Uh, uh. Toad. Hmm. Three. I don't want to, I don't want to, you it know. Was we have toad. A <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what's going on, but I guess it kind of means we're linked in some way. And what's linking us? Is it... mm. uh, Mr. Wizard, Matt, uh, Ulfa, do you is he even here? He's, doing he, he, oh, he's, he, he's in the wheelhouse. He can't hear you right now. If you want to go talk to him, you're welcome to go in the wheelhouse and have a chat with him. Welcome to go to him. Do you, you guys feel comfortable asking Alpha uh, about it? He's more magically adept than any of us. Well, I think so. Maybe, maybe it's magic. Maybe Alia might be looking at Evas. Like maybe some other things are involved too. I feel like it's something pretty big. There is this thing. This is like uh, sorry, seven degrees of separation. We might not inherently know each other. But, uh, like, I know Toad from something at you, and then Arnon knows Toad, and now, you know, there is this thing where Angio has... There is this uh, possibility that we have this between us all. For what purpose? It's a bit weird, sharing. It doesn't tell me the purpose. Someone else's <laughs> dreams. Well, we maybe we are to find out. I I understand. We can inquire. Are you guys first person in this dream? You like in someone else's body? I'm flesh. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's really weird. Yeah, it's like a weird human yeah. skin. It's yeah. really really weird. Like disgusting. It's... Yeah, I'm not. I'm am... not myself at all. I am naked in it. And my fur shaved. God, mm -hmm. it is very strange. 
Yeah, I don't know how they do it. Like, that's you can't, like, you know, absorb anything. It's ugh, just, I don't know. It's that's not not for me. <laughs> don't like feeling so small. So, um, as you guys are are kind of stood on the top deck, um, you see Ulfur basically uh, is kind of in there and he's like writing some things down and then he kind of stops for a minute. And you guys can see him, like, kind of stop and, like, ponder for a second. And then he, like, writes something down kind of furiously, like, taps the pen and then, like, puts the pen down and kind of begins looking back and forth for a little bit. Yes, you guys down, we're going up top. I mean, maybe we can talk about it, these strangers a little more. Yeah. Yeah. So that we maybe won't be overheard. Just in case. How, how, how do we get up there? We just... You just gotta climb that rope and around the balloon. That's, yeah, that's all you can do. Okay, oh, no. I have a wild hair, Bodie. <laughs> Go on. Could, could I... Okay, if, if people are gonna have issues getting up there, mm-hmm. I do have access to levitate. Mm-hmm. And I can levitate a target that weighs up to 500 pounds. There you go. Done. Yeah. I don't see why. If I concentrate up to, I can concentrate up to 10 minutes and get folks up there, so. There you go. Done. Sort. Awesome. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Evis is just going to be like, you know, getting you up there is not an issue. Luckily, this is my realm. And so they do the, you know, you had to do it to impose, and you kind of see like the wind start picking up and like their hair start flying around. And, um, you know, if there's a need to try this on the deck, um, you know, just flying around. But then maybe underneath all of y'all, just. <laughs> Amazing. The wind carries yeah. you all um, and gently places you down on top of the balloon. Uh, Toad, I assume you kind of fly up and, and Evis, I assume you, you, you would then climb up or levitate. I just yeet. Yeah. Yeah, I just yeet. Cool. Um, and you guys end up on top of the blimp. And as you do, you guys can feel the wind rushing past you um, at quite a, quite a heavy pace at this point. Toad, uh, when you're flapping up here, uh, you've got to like flap a decent amount to like stay in place, but without that wind kind of pushing you back a little bit. Um, and as you guys kind of look out, you can see that around you is pretty much just open sky. It's open air. And, you know, you can see the odd cloud, you know, kind of at your level, one maybe above you, a couple below you here and there, and then, then the thick storm cloud layer deep, deep below you at this point. Um, and as you look around, you can see, you know, the odd bird maybe appear from a cloud and kind of fly through and then disappear into another cloud. Um, and at this point, you haven't seen any other islands as you're traveling, but it is beautiful up here. It's magnificent. The sun is just blasting. You know, there's there's no rain or, or dark cloud or anything. It's just magnificent up here, like a beautiful sunny beach day up here. How far away was the bird? Was it like super far like earshot? Uh, like yeah, yeah, it's super far away. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's like off of, it, it's like a, a small thing off in the distance. You know, it keeps up with you for a second and then like barrels off to the left and disappears. You know that kind of. How many foot? The bird or the the, the away bird. from you? The bird. Yeah. Oh, it's probably like 
between, uh, I imagine, 150 and 300 feet away from you. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty far away. And with the wind speed yes. it's at this height, it's pretty hard to hear. Um, I was may or may not going to speak with the animals, but we're good. Yeah, go for it. Cool. Um, yeah, you guys find yourself on top of the balloon. And uh, there's ropes and stuff that you guys can grip onto and hold onto as you guys are up here. But yeah, you guys are up here. And um, the balloon itself doesn't have much give. Like, it's not like a, a balloon that, you know, you could squeeze kind of thing. Uh, so as you guys kind of sit on it, you feel that there's some sort of, like, frame in there that is that is keeping the, the, the like, expanded kind of balloon there. And so when you do sit down, it's it's firm underneath you as opposed to, like, squidgy, basically. I am this going to get these uh, ropes. This is not uh, normal for me. And uh, while I am finding this very exhilarating, it is also uh, a little bit scary, too. How, how is everybody else finding it? Is, surely I'm not the only one. Uh, if you need someone to ground you, Blanco, Evis extends their hand. You can hold my hand if that makes you feel better. Thank you so much as uh, Blanco places his paw in Evis's hand. That is very kind. But with my other hand, I should still hold on to the rope. <laughs> Understandable. If you need, if you need an anchor. <laughs> I will, oh, speaking of an anchor, I will uh, like de- not detach. I'll use like my grapple hand, like hook on to like the like the floor. But then so I can still walk around. So if I do slip, I'm not going over. Nice, good yeah. job. Love it. Cool. Um, and you guys are alone up on the blimp. So, Arnor. I'm not sure if you still want me to be part of the team after my my performance in that card game or whatever, but if you did, what does it mean to be an investigator and what do you guys do and stuff? Well, for one, I think that would be a little awkward considering I have written your name on every single business card at this point, so <laughs> um, I can't erase this pen, so... I would have to get new business cards, and that is really a hassle. I am not one to get emotional, but the printer's office makes me quite irritable. Regardless, <laughs> being an investigator requires an amount of insight, dedication, but also wile and deception in order to find every single clue and every single facet of some riddle that has presented itself. That sounds Do not be afraid to push into the morally gray in order to achieve the ends of a case. Yeah. As yeah. we're saying this, I'm like acting out like, so it's acting out like all of the words, you know, we're saying it, so it's like, you know, I think it's like a glass, like a magnifying glass, so it's just acting out like everything, so. <laughs> you guys are a great team, and I, I, I hope that I can, I can really add something besides my whistling in the band. But I, I have some history that I can draw on, and I, I'm pretty good at observing things. And when I want to put my mind to it, I'm, I'm very determined, and I'll see things through as well. So you have that to count on. Excellent. Excellent. I think you can bridge the ground between Toad and I as 
typically I am one who analyzes the environment and Toad is the one who deals with the clients. I think you could be a very good middle bridge between the two of us. Yeah, yeah, and Toad, Toad has traveled on my shell. He's been comfortable, haven't you, Toad? You've been real comfortable traveling on my shell, and I, yes. I still have your sword, and uh, I can also carry things for if we've got any additional gear or anything like that. So I'm, I can be part of the support and also contribute to anything that needs to be done when we're investigating as well. You see, as Geo says this, um, he has, like, at the, almost the whole time that you guys have been with Geo, he has not taken off his backpack that is, uh, like, uh, around his kind of shell. And you can see, you know, that as he kind of says this, he kind of, like, shakes his little backpack to show you guys, and there's, like, two little, uh, like, water, um, like, uh, like uh, what would I call them? Uh, vials kind of thing, like canisters, vials kind of thing. They kind of uh, bounce, clock together on, on the side and stuff as you kind of... Oh, canteens. Uh, yeah, canteens. Exactly. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Exactly. Excellent. Then you can carry our evidence if need be. That's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Happy to do that. All, additionally, if the other three of you would like to earn some money or whatnot, we can independently contract you as needed. You will need to obviously fill out various forms and what have you, but we can certainly get you with them a loop. You know, I was wanting well, to talk with you because I really think while your instruments, they are special. It is, um, to say, the harmonica and um, the, the bagpipes thing you are hoping, and trying the tambourine, unbelievable. I think you need a voice to your group and I think a lead singer with, with my range, I think, well, I don't know if you agree, but the, I I don't know. Oh, I, felt it I, felt, I felt it last night. I felt it last night. It's all right. It, 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 came, it came from the core, and it was... You know, I, I have great... I feel potential. I see. Yes, you do put the range in Ranger. I do not know. How do I not see that? Oh. I I know nothing about music. Uh, Toad would definitely be the one to talk about for the green jalapenos, but yes. I am I am not the one who is I, the coordinator. I, I absolutely impressed him from from last night. My I I cantar. They, they sing so. Uh, it's like a lullaby. Yes. Long... Go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you're good. You're good. It's a very loud lullaby. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I Sung by a screaming baby to its mom. <laughs> the other way around. If you think about music, it's also about these different parts that contribute. So, so Toad has Toad's part and Arnor, you have the tambourine, and, and I have my whistling, and I think, I, I think Blanco's onto something. It's just another part of a huge, beautiful, multi-level bit of music, and it seems all complementary to me. I think I'm not sure if I'm over-speaking myself, but maybe we give Blanco a chance. Oh, of course, of course. Right. Um, Yes, yes. I mean, the way 
when you're when you saying it wasn't like you know it wasn't that like it wasn't perfect, but music's not meant to be perfect. You were coming from a place from from within, like from from your heart, and that's what matters in music. Not about the not about how good it sounds or how anything else like that. I mean, it's all just about feeling. And if you're giving that feeling, if you're giving that heart into it. Uh, that's you, it. you, you know where it came from. It came from within, and I have not howled for for several years, and and it was a great release. And it seemed like the townspeople, they from La La Crema, they they quite enjoyed it. They we kept the crowd going for for a long time. I'm not sure. Was that two or three encores they gave us, guys? It was really good when we were. Thank you. In the flow, it was pretty. I, I thought it was amazing. <laughs> Me too, and I, they're never. That's going to be. They're never going to forget. Never. Amazing. As this is kind of happening, you guys hear the ropes begin to kind of get pulled taut um, on the balloon for a quick second. As you hear someone kind of climbing up, and Orfer kind of pops his head uh, up the side of the balloon uh, as he then kind of climbs up. He's like, ah. Oh, you guys are up here. Ah, oh, amazing. Um, uh, I, do you know what? This is hilarious. You, you guys. You Who guys is driving the ship, Oliver? Oh, oh it's, Who it's is on, driving the ship? It's on, it's on cruise control. It's okay. We're just, we're just going. Oh. Okay, it's okay. Sorry. Wait, y y you can't put a balloon on cruise control. What, hold on. <laughs> That's not how air works. That's not how the wind works. Oh, okay, okay. So, so clear, clearly, let, let, let me explain. With, with the propulsion of the directional fans, it allows us to tilt at a bit of an angle and kind of move uh, that way. So that, that's, that's how we're kind of going forward. But also, I left Sato down there, and, you know, he's been flying the ship for years now, you know. And he, he's, he's, is he sober? Uh, is he sober? I don't think so, but he's always better. <laughs> he's always better when he's not sober. Like I, that's I, what everyone says. I promise you. But like I know everyone says that, but like I mean it this time. Like <laughs> legitimately, he's actually better with a bit of alcohol in his system. It gives him like a. Oliver. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh no! Just the, just an admonishment. <laughs> uh, no, no problem. Um, do you know what's hilarious? I had planned to bring you guys up here when I had finished my writing anyway to show you guys this beautiful view. It's one of my favorites uh, to come up here and relax and uh, sometimes I do a little bit of writing and, and things like that. Um, and he pulls from behind his back a bottle uh, that he has um, and he has uh, a couple of uh, glasses, uh, like little shot glasses. He's like, um, I thought it might be nice to toast to, you know, like our, our new adventure together. And I, I have some well, uh, some Incendian Dragonfire whiskey that, that is very hard to get um, these days. Yes? Are you gonna are you gonna fly later? I mean, so, okay, well, I mean, it's going with Evis is saying, I mean, maybe, um, okay, I mean, as long as you're, you can take that and fly, just okay. I mean, it's just one. And uh, he starts handing out the shot glasses and pouring it. Uh, Evis, when he gets to you, he stops, puts the bottle to one side, reaches in and pulls out another bottle of uh, of tea basically and begins pouring into your cup stops and puts it away kind of gives you a little nudge and then continues pouring the other uh shots yes do you Thank have you. any cranberry juice i do uh, not partake in alcohol oh um all right i have tea i i, I brewed some tea because I, I noticed evis was drinking i didn't notice your cranberry i'm sorry um if i'd known i would have it's, maybe tried it's to okay wait wait a second do you have extra tea I may have. I share my tea. I share my tea with with R and R. 
I have, I have, I have then, a little bit extra. That's not a problem. Here, here are. Perfect. And then, let's I see if I can do it. Is there anything less consumable? Anything less consumable? I'm going to flavor it with um, presentation. Nice. Nice. It's going oh. like, to taste like <laughs> cranberry juice now. Like, <laughs> nice. Amazing. Um, so, uh, your tea ends up tasting, uh, like that kind of cranberry berry tea that, that, that you can buy. Um, uh, anything less consumable, uh, uh what, yeah. what, what type of thing are you, uh, are you looking for exactly? I don't have a mouth. Just give me, I'll just toast. Give me an empty glass and I'll toast. Uh, no, no, no problem. And, uh, he, he hands you the shot and, uh, he kind of turns to you all, um, quickly in this moment and, uh, and he raises his, uh, he raises his glass and he's like, "Well, to to the new water runners, to 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 an amazing group of people who will help us change this world for the better. To to you guys." And he uh, he takes a shot. Um, those of you who are amazing. Those of you who drink up. Uh, those of you that have whiskey, it is fiery. It is hot. It burns on the way down. Oh, it is dragon fire for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Oh. I smashed the glass oh. into my face. Jim, <laughs> real dragon fire is hotter. You want, like you want to see dragon fire? I'm gonna do um. <laughs> this maybe I'm gonna do my draconic puff, so I can oh, use my action to breathe. It's a puff of em- embers towards our enemies. Maybe this is dangerous where we are, but you know what? I had some whiskey. I'm doing it. <laughs> so, a 15 foot cone and just like a just like a embers out into the air. Amazing. I'm gonna say, as you just drank in the dry, uh, the, just poured, sorry, the dragonfire whiskey over yourself, you blow out the puff, and a bit of it kind of ignites a little bit, and it does, it carries the flame a little bit more. The embers ignite into a burst of flames that disappears off the side of the blimp, and then kind of trails behind you as the balloon, as you uh, move forward, it goes, and kind of behind you guys, um, as it then dissipates into black smoke and, uh, and, and slowly dissipates. And on, I was like, whoa, holy shit, I didn't know you could do that toad. Incredible! Incredible! Absolutely incredible! It really is related to a dragon. <laughs> uh, there you go. I, I mean, I, I definitely was in, in, in the mind of believing him, but now now, we've, now it's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. I never doubted Toad for a second. I, Why should Toad I lie about his origins? Uh, I shouldn't mean like that. Like, it, it's a good question. I, 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 would, I would hope you would not, would be, would be my... Uh, would be my I hope. Um, Geo raises his glass and yes. uh, makes eye contact with Olafur and says, "Yes, to to the new water runners, but also to those of the past." Yeah, indeed. To Ace and just takes a sip because he's monitoring his consumption <laughs> from what happened last night. <laughs> um, so um, Olafur kind of takes a second, then he kind of stops and he's like, "Um." Now, I, I wanted to ask you guys a, a question um, and kind of get, get, a, get a bit of understanding. You mentioned the other day when we were in the pub that you guys had had a dream that you had all shared. Now, this is not something that's super normal, um, and just as that so happened to coincide with this arcane blast that I felt, and it was very odd, the fact that all of this is coinciding at the same time. We had a second get one. What? Wait, what? Um, okay. Yeah. Geo? What, what's that, Geo? We... 
Um, there's a second yeah. wind, I think, that's coming coming past us. Second wind. Can you make a deception check, please? <laughs> <laughs> can I give him? Can I? Can I help him with that? Be like, oh yeah, it's a second second wind. You know, it's a the common term. Yeah. It's really yes. From drinking. It is yeah, right. our second, second wind. wind. You can yes. have advantage. It's the multiplast. Seventeen. Seventeen. With a seventeen, he's like, uh, he's like, oh, um, uh, oh, yeah, I, I guess it picked up a little bit there, the wind, I, I, I suppose. Um, yes, well, uh, you know, the, these dreams and and whatnot, um, that's not commonplace. That doesn't happen, you know. I, I have studied myself at the Arcane Institute, and I can tell you that's not something that happens to people. Um, it's very odd. And look, I, I'm not sure what's happening. All I know is. The last time an arcane blast went out like this, it was not a good time for the people of the sky, and it, it did not do us any good. Um, so, though I mentioned earlier that you know I, I intend to retire, you know there's a yeah, it's seeming like with you know this information about the dream and, and whatnot that who knows whether I will get to retire as soon as I hope. How old are you, Alpha? Me? Yeah. Oh, if you're I, retiring, you seem pretty sprightly for. I mean, look, I, I'm young at heart, you know. I've, I've still got a, a young thumper in my chest, you know, that's keeping me ticking along. Um, and I, no heart transplant at this point either, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's all natural. Uh, so, you know, uh, well, the answer to your question is I'm, I'm... Don't tell people this because I use, a, I use a special cream that helps keep the wrinkles away, but I'm actually 58 years old. Um, and, uh, and, and, and my, my 59th birthday is actually just around the corner in the, in the next couple of months, which I, I, I'm really looking forward to. Um, I, I, plan, I plan to have a nice celebration with, uh, with some people. Um, hopefully, you, you know, you guys will still be around and, and will be interested to, 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 to come and join. I would love to have you guys be a part of, you know, any celebration for, for, for my birthday. Uh, it, it would be a pleasure. Oh, that would, thank you for the invite. That sounds... No, of course. You guys are... We could provide the music. Yeah. Oh, this is oh, that's a great idea. I love that. What do you think? Tell me, Toad, Arnaud. What do you think, Gio? We're pretty good at just jamming. We don't really even need to rehearse. We just need, just point us where we need to be. Show us the mics and the stage, and um, you can check back in about an hour and a half after a couple encores, and uh, that'll be us with our performance, that's kind of how we do it, isn't it, guys? Well, damn right, last night, you guys, we, we, we really uh, you took the roof off that place, as it were, but, you know, the roof is still there, but we took that roof off that place. It was, uh, it was amazing. At one point, I swear to God, at one point, the chandelier was swinging from side to side. I swear, I swear the building was shaking from the amount of jumping and hype people were having. It was, it was amazing to watch. You told us. You know, just right up what you just said, to was just like, like you just have to say anything, not send agreement, just yeah. <laughs> Knowing that Alpha's gone to the I was gonna say the asylum, the Arcanum Institute, would I possibly now recognize him? Uh, or he, is he studying like an area? He actually was there um, before you were there. Oh sure. Yeah. So you wouldn't have met him in the time that you were there. Oliver, this institute can you describe what it's like? What like you know? Is it lecture halls or is it rooms or ha ha? Well, what is it? 
Oh, you, you haven't been to the Arcane Institute? It's, it's a glorious building, a campus that is phenomenal. It, it spans, you know, a good few acres, covers most of the island. You know, you have gorgeous courtyards with fountains and all this amazing stuff. It's, it's absolutely amazing there. But, uh, but at this point, it, you know, to, to, to be honest with you, it's very imperialistic. You know, the, the, the amount of influence that they currently have there is is preposterous you know with with the siphoning teacher you know creating new guards frequently and and all this kind of stuff happening it's it's really a problem you know so uh to, sorry to, to answer your question you asked about uh, about the holes yes there are lecture holes there's, there's many there's you know almost every uh, professor has his own specific lecture hall but then there's also the great lecture hall uh, the other lecture hall as it's known it's not it's it's literally known as the other lecture hall um, and, uh, you know, there's a couple of other ones dotted around. There's the, the, the John Peel Lecture Hall as well. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a very, very common one that people go to. Um, but yes, it, it, there's lots of lecture halls. Yes. Has, has the uniform changed at all since... Uh, it, for students or for staff or for, for, for guards? What's, both. What, uh, all three. Uh, students, no. Staff uh, can still wear what they want. Um, however, the amount of guards has increased significantly. Um, in those blue robes? Uh, no. No? Oh, uh, in, 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 in what sense? Like, in, are there any teachers that wear blue robes and possibly have a little cat? Teachers that have blue robes? I mean... Jeez, <laughs> that's that's stretching my mind. Um, the honest answer is, I don't remember any blue robes. There was a guy with a do cat. Do you know? Yes, do you know anyone named Garmer, professor of name teaching? Oh. I mean, oh, oh, I mean, me personally, yes. I've 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 read one of his I've read one of his uh, one no, of his journals. Yeah. Um, yes, he he is a gentleman who uh, I believe. Look, all I know is his work is debated upon highly. There's there's a lot of conspiracy about Garmin's work. Some people believe that it that it's real. Other people think you know he's he's a. Um, I don't know how to put this kindly, but but he that that his marbles aren't all in the order that they should be, and that he's you know uh, uh, not of sound mind um, at this point in time. Um, yes. He ever had like a prodigy or like someone who took under his wing? Um, not 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 that I know of. In, in uh, he, no, no, not that I know of. In in his book that I read, in in, in his, his journals that I've read, um, that that were published, there was never any mention of any sort of. Um, apprentice or, or assistant or anything like that. Um, no featured like scholars in the back of the book, like they collaborated with him at all or anything like that. Oh, um, no featured scholars. Um, I know the copy that I was given. The, the copy that was was given to me was uh, given to. Uh, it, 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 all I can say is, I, I don't know what this means, but there's a signature at the bottom, um, and it says it's from Gama, um, and it says, to uh, to the crew, um, thank you for enjoying my lessons, basically. I, I, I've never known who the crew are, but that's just my copy that I, it's secondhand, I picked it up secondhand, I, I don't know who the crew are. So he owned that book, so he had a crew, or was he just really like, friendly with his students, and one of those guys? With. Okay. Uh, yes, you know it's it's one of those. He he his work is widely speculated about. He he talks about uh, you know his main thing is uh, true names. He talks about you know speaking to the soul of a creature or a person, and uh, and and using that to um, 
you know, in some ways, aid or a bed, you know, that creature, that person. Um, yes, his, his work is meant to be experimental, but many people don't believe it works so that, you know, he's even real. Some people don't think he's even a real person uh, and that it's been written under a pseudonym from someone, you know, trying to have a laugh or something. But I, I, found, the, I found the journals quite interesting as, as someone who reads that kind of stuff often. I like conspiracy books, if I'm 100% honest. Yes. How is he still alive? If he's not, how long ago was he alive? Who? who? Garmer? Yeah. Garmer. Garmer. Is, is he currently living? Is he... Uh, I, I actually don't know. Um, I actually don't know if, if he is currently living. Um, because, I mean, I don't think anyone knows. Like, I, I, I haven't seen them... Uh, uh, ever. I've never met the person. I've only, like I said, read the book and heard the rumors. Um, do I know whether they're alive? No, I, I, I actually I don't know. I'm sorry. I, 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 I can, we could probably try and find out. There's probably ways to find out some information. We could go to the registry office in the People's Republic, um, maybe. Um, there's, there's definitely some, some options that we have there for that, you know. Um, so, uh, sorry, I can't be more help uh, about his, uh, his current um, life-death situation. don't know. You don't know when he was a member of staff? Oh, uh, he was never a member of staff. Never. He, he, he never was a member of staff at the, at the Arcane Institute. That, that was never a thing. Um, I did hear once, I, now, again, speculation because it was, you know, a, a few years after I left. I heard that he did do a guest lecture there at least once, um, but I'm not sure, you know, whether that's even true. I wasn't there, but I've heard people say that they, you know, that they saw him in flesh and things like that. You know, all the conspiracy stuff, you know how people who follow conspiracies are. Mm. Seems well, to often people often they say people who follow religion follow conspiracies and I cannot this awfully smacks of the slander that Ollie is often given She, people saying she's not real and people saying that she is or even worse is an evil figure now I mean perhaps this type of messaging is the same type of Hatred people that don't know, don't understand, have gotten through the years. Hmm. That's an interesting point, Tug. Yeah, that's that's and and you know it's it, you're not wrong. Often those who are non-believers do call those who follow the gods, um, you know, uh, lunatics, you know, whatever. They 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 name many many names for for those who follow um, any of the three uh, main religions. Um, you know, uh, or any anyone who follows any other type of, you know, belief system. But I'll tell you what, I mean, when there's evidence of the gods all around, I don't know how you don't believe. Like, to me, like, it, it feels like we've got shit all around us. And if you're, if you're struggling to believe that that's, you know, I don't know, that that's just me. But I'm, I'm in, I'm in, you know, I've, I've been, you know, big, big illusion uh, for a very long time supporting Deus. You know, I, I, I've been, you know, with the old father for a very long time, so... You know, I, I, I fully stand by that. Um, you know, guys, this this is this this when we get to the People's Republic, um, there's a couple things that I, I wanted to kind of tell you a little bit about because you, you're going to need to kind of expect some things. Toad and R and R, you probably know this um, as you guys are uh, residents. Um, for those of you who aren't residents, we'll need to get you guys some visas so that you can stay in the People's Republic for extended periods of time. Uh, things like that is the is the new Imperials have put in a visa system. Um, in the last uh, couple of years or so to, to inhibit travel here and stuff. 
um, which is not super uh, great. But we'll get you set up with some visas. Uh, we'll get you guys set up. Uh, I have an amazing house that, uh, that we can get you guys set up in and uh, make it your little uh, base of operations where we kind of work out to, the, to where most of the water runners in, in the city kind of work out of. So um, it seems like an appropriate place for you guys to at least start uh, your, your journey here in the People's Republic there um, within the house before maybe needing to go and get your own place. I, I don't know. You guys might want your own place, but the offer is there. I have beds. I have, I have room. Welcome to uh, to stay. Um, Gracias. Ah, it's n not a not a problem, Blanco. It's it, it's good to your fur is looking exceedingly feathered and lethal in this wind right now. I must just say, as 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 we're as we're up here on the balloon, it's it's rushing towards me, and you look just magnificent. Just I, just just radiant, king of the jungle type stuff, you know. Jungle me, but uh, I'm very proud of my fur. Uh, very very proud. Thank you. It's uh, quite. Uh, Spectacular! I, I, I love it. It's, it's, it's just me. It gives me who I am. At this, uh, at this point, um, Orpha is going to kind of continue, kind of chatting to you guys, and uh, and kind of trying to get to know you guys a little bit. Um, is there anything that you guys kind of want to do during this day? Is there anything that anyone like has kind of planned? This is a bit of downtime. So if you guys want to, you know, practice anything, craft stuff, you know, work on anything like that, um, you're welcome to spend any of this time doing that. But Orpha is going to continue just basically just asking questions of you guys uh, and trying to get to know you guys a little bit more. Cool. Um, yeah, I've got nothing I really want to do. Well, nothing to practice. What about you guys? Cool. Anyone else got anything? I just go up to Avis and... Um, just through the game. Say, hey, Avis, uh, how, how are you doing? Yes. I'm strangely at peace. Um, you know, last the past couple days have been interesting, but it's being up here in the clouds and the air again, it always makes me feel like I'm returning home. How are you feeling? I'm doing okay. I'm I'm gonna get you your prayer wheel back, or something that's, I don't know. Um, don't worry though. I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. And I'm sorry about that. I don't know what was going. No. Geo, you have nothing to be sorry for. Like I said, I don't need. I mean, it, it would be. It's a very kind and generous gesture that you're making here. But my connection to Alia doesn't exist through physical means. She's in, she's part of us here. And she like, sorry, he, ugh, oh my God. They're like every, sorry, in my brain, they're every pronoun. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know, just use they for simplicity. Um, they, uh, they like touch like the, the center of um, Geo's like shell chest area. Alia's in here. It doesn't matter what people on the outside say, what they've turned her into. What matters is how we respond to the call. Yeah, I know there's a lot of history about Alia and how mm. Alia and Ventus, that whole battle and how Deus separated them yeah. and who knows what's real and what isn't. They say that Alia was well, you know what they say about Alia, and well, yeah. 
all I can say is that as long as we respect each other, then until we know the real truth, until we actually see Alia or we see Deus or see Ventus and actually can ask them themselves, then who knows what really happened when the great split happened and everything got separated. Alia we ask for is for Spet. See, that was a joke there. I made it funny. <laughs> um, cool. Does anyone else have anything that they want to do during this downtime before I, uh, I, I jump in with something? Um, maybe just inquire with Olfberg to see if he can possibly, if he knows how I would go about trying to find Reshin's voice. Well, um, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. Um, I've not met many elementals in my time, and this this is you know quite quite an amazing you know experience in in terms of you know Reshi is magnificent. And um, my answer to your question of finding voices, well, I mean, to, to as as it is to, to 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 quote actually something you know in relation to what we were talking about earlier to quote Gama himself, you know words have a lot of power. You know to 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 find a voice is is something that will take some time. Um, do you know what? I think your best solution would be when we get to the People's Republic, there is a uh, university um, that you can go visit um, in the city. Um, it might be a good place to start asking, like, look, I, I studied at, at my time in, in the Arcan Institute. I, I've, I've always been proficient with, you know, war magic and tactics and strategery kind of thing. I've, I, I was never one for, you know, divination and, you know, uh, healing stuff and you know growing things um, I've always been a bit more of a, a, a destructive force and so I, I put my kind of time in the university more into you know kind of learning about strategy and how we could you know succeed and things like that speaking um, you know. of people who are like that but you are like war magic and more like healing and growing um, I don't suppose you know someone called Garzin and I say it like really quiet like it's a whisper like no, I like push my like face up to his ear and say like the name really quietly. Um, cool. Anyone who wants to make perception checks to hear it, go for it. Give, give, give it. You can give it a shot. But it, we'll say because he's doing it. So personally, we can make it with disadvantage if you do want to make perception checks. Um, I mean, does passive seventeen mean anything? Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I, I, I was gonna, I was about to say, except for R and R, who uh, probably could just Ooh. read the, the read lips. lips. I don't know lips. lips. He doesn't have. He doesn't have lips. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. You yeah. he, he could read all for his lips. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's kind of takes a second. It's a nineteen for me with with them disadvantage. Wait, what's the check? Uh, perception. perception. If you want to hear it. Um, Toad, you would definitely uh, overhear a little bit of it for sure. Who know? What was that? So what was that name? Uh, you don't know. I, God, so I have a plus, just for I have a plus one to perception, so I got a twenty-one. Ooh, oh, incredible! I rolled at twenty-two and then eighteen for the disadvantage. Oh. Oh. Can I just say as well, I just rolled a nat 20 to see if Ulfur remembers who this person is. So that's a bunch of nat 20s in all of like Whoa. a couple of seconds. That's crazy. Um, so the answer to the question that's is... That's everyone's luck for the week. Yeah, yeah, really luck. yeah everyone else, you're going to be rolling shit for the rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good luck in all your other games. <laughs> um, so 
Uh, Toad, you can hear it. Um, R&R, you can hear it. Evis, you can hear a bit of this um, as well. And uh, you guys, you guys can basically hear um, Rom say the name Gaza. And Ulfur kind of takes a second and he thinks and he goes, "I mean, I mean, I've, I've again heard of the name, not a person I've ever met, but I mean, are, are, the only right, okay, the only Gazan that I know again is not conspiracy, but like folklore. Um, I'm not sure if you you know about." Saltus, the, 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 the forest island um, in the south. Um, no, not at all. Yes, so one, here, one second. And he, uh, and he pulls out like a, a, a map from his, uh, from, his, uh, from his bag. And um, quickly, I'm just going to show you guys the, uh, the world map screen if you can see it. Um, he's like, here, right here in the south, um, you can see that there is there's this like forest island, basically. And, it's rumored that there's a wild man who lives there. I believe the rumors were his name was Gaza, but that's all I know. Saltus, thank you, wild man. That sounds like Gaza. I mean, that sounds like Gaza. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what that anyway. They're all doing their own thing. Fools. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, anything else? Just that he does he leave? Or has he just like stayed on on the island? Uh, I I don't know. All, all I, like I said, all I know is that apparently there's a wild man, and I've heard the name Gazan kind of around that wild man on Saltus. That's that's all I kind of really know about it, honestly. Um, again, might be one to. Oh, actually, um, don't go to the university for that one. If you want to look that up, the library might be a good place for that. They the they library. have a lot of records and, and history stuff in there that, that that might be a good one. The the Imperial Library uh, in Uptown, when we get to the People's Republic, is a ginormous library. It is absolutely freaking massive um, and, uh, and definitely would be a good one for you to check out for sure. Thank you. No problem. It's, it's you know, the least I can do for you guys. Um, yes, well, uh, and with that, you guys, you know, kind of continue conversation as the day goes on. You, you know, a couple of you climb down and pot around, get some like, uh, some food and grub lower deck. There's like a small uh, small amount of supplies uh, under deck where there's like a, a, a bit of food and stuff that Ulfur's kept for this journey that he's that he's taken upon. Uh, so he's got some food and bits down there and you guys have like a bit of food, have, have a bit of a lunch. And um, this first day on the Sky Zephyr is you know, it's exciting. It's uh, it's it's fun. You know, it's it's definitely a little bit more carefree than the last couple of days have been. Um, and I wanted to quickly just go around and kind of just ask each of you, what's kind of going through your head during this first day? How are you feeling? And and, and what's your what's your character's kind of uh, place in place in this moment? You know, and and how are they? Uh, how how are they kind of feeling? Um, so we'll, we'll just go around and uh, and if everyone's happy to just give a little bit of insight in, into what your character's feeling. Um, Sergio, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, back down on the main deck and have been wanting to get a moment of time with Oliver, but Oliver has been sort of in the group or up in the uh, in the sort of the captain's space as well. But I'm curious about what Oliver knows or doesn't know about um, my Uncle Ace. Um, I've heard a lot about the People's Republic my entire life, and I've studied the Water Runners as part of my, almost like my history, 
um, studies outside of the class. It's been almost like a hobby of mine. So I know the water runners inside and out. And I've sort of been keeping quiet to see how much is lining up. And the one bit that lined up is that Uncle Ace, yes, was a water runner. So the legend is true. And according to Oliver, was quite a water runner in his time and also went missing, which also lines up with everything I know. Um, I'm heading to the place that I want to be heading. I'm one step closer to where uh, the answer could lie. And I'm also thinking of home, though. And there's been some ups, mostly a lot of ups, but some steps backwards I fell during the combat and uh, got a little bit outside of my own, I don't know, my own limitations on that celebration night. I'm trying to work, trying to work through all of that and understand that it's sort of a, a journey for me and I'm still learning, um, but I'm heading the place I want to go. I'm not completely excited, but I know that I'm where I need to be and I've connected with, especially with a few people in this group, um, and I'm very happy about that. So looking forward to the next thing that we do, especially having to do with water runners. Amazing. Uh, Blanco, what's, what's going through Blanco's head as you guys soar through the sky on the first day? Yeah. Um, so Blanco has been consumed with grief for several years. And um, he's realizing that he can actually channel the grief to narrow it down from being all-consuming to being this avenue um, that's smaller. And he's now, things are coming into focus that are beginning to give him pleasure and to make him happy because he hasn't had that for a long time and he's realized it's it's you know you you have to have everything in your life to be well-rounded and um, his mission has been all-consuming and he felt that if he did anything else he would not be honoring his master and he's realized he's done this side mission with these people and been loyal and helped other people that there are other things you can do. You don't have to be all-consuming, that you can move forward, and you can move forward with other people, yet channel your grief down to a narrow part. It's almost like having more of, like, the grief becomes tunnel vision, and you can't see anything around it. And this now has given me eyes to other things, and I'm sort of feeling uplifted with the prospect of, of being a group with R&R and Toad and Geo. I found that Evis has taught me to be calm and, and taking my poor earlier had given me this sense of real grounding and, and, and just um, thankful that, she has sh that they have shown me this. And Rom, I feel like there are things that Rom has, has yet to, to teach me but I feel that at times there are things where he says things to be gruff and harsh, and, and but there's something inside that it's not how he wants to be, and I look forward to, to learning more from, from Rob, because there is definitely something deep down that, that I feel is necessary to gain from Rob. Amazing. And um, next up, Toad. Uh, Blake, go for it. Ooh, so Toad right now, um, he's he's having the 
well, honestly, like the the good life for as much as a warm tone can. Um, he's definitely he loved to play the show with everybody and just um like he was already happy enough just to have Arnar as like a best friend. And so now he's like just expand that kind of group to even further. Like it just it's definitely filling his heart even more. Um, and yeah, really the being on, being on top of the uh, the skyship, um, kind of being the air, just really just brought his mood up even higher. Kind of made him. And seeing the dragon skull kind of make him think back to like you know maybe who he might be related to and stuff like that. So he just hopes he can bring like, the strength of the dragon to any time he does anything. So he's playing music or helping um, helping his friends. So just he's he's gonna he's in a good space. Um, and he really wants to just um, get this whole green jalapenos band started as well as just help everyone like um, um, helping um, Geo find who he's looking for. Helping just in, in helping Blanco get that um definitely get the bench that they want so yeah he's he's Perfect. he's doing good he's in a good place. Perfect. So I, I just just like above board. I totally misunderstood. I thought you meant there was another band called the Green Jalapenos. You guys are starting the Green Jalapenos. Oh, even better. yeah, they're starting the Green Jalapenos. That is, that is now <laughs> incredible. That is yeah. amazing. Okay, cool. I'm I'm now fully full. I well, missed something there. No, no you're right. No, you're right. You're right. And then they were like, we're starting the bands. I was like, okay, you know what? Flip it. So I was like, okay, we'll go with it. So, because I initially had the other idea, but they, they said, that's our band. I'm like, you know what? Okay. Cool. So. Cool. That's good to know. Green Jalapenos. Wow. I, I, you know, I, I've always in my D&D career, you know, dreamt that we're going to have, you know, amazing group name, you know, Vox Machina, you know, and then we... The green jalapenos, yes, <laughs> nailed it, guys. Oh God, yes. it first try, <laughs> absolutely crushed it. Um, no, uh, sorry, sorry to, 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 to just just bring that. But amazing. We're on tour this year. Toad, that is that's absolutely amazing, and you know, it's it's one of those ones. You know, it's nice to hear. You know, Toad is feeling in a good place. You know, that's that's awesome to hear. Um, Evan. Also, Anthony Kiedis. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, Anthony Kiedis, if you're listening. Don't sue us because obviously this is not your actual band. Flee, <laughs> flee, don't no. add us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Actually, Flee, if you'd like to add us and like yeah. be on the show, I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. you were in the Big Lebowski, so I'm going to do this. And, and the Wild Thornberries. He's a voice actor. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, man, bring my character back. Come on. Wait, wait, Flea, actually play Don. Okay, anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, Evis is standing, still one hand with Blanco's pop, the other anchoring themselves on, like, the edge of, of this balloon and overlooking, like, the open expanse of the sky. It seems like there's no end in sight to the vast reaches of the blue and the white spotted along the way. And it's so open that it makes Evis think about makes Evis think about like the moments of peace that they had before the big blowout at 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 the monastery. Yeah. The it's you know, it was playful, joyous, just as bright and cheery as as the sky appears, but I'm sure there's also like, you know, in the horizon, 
like a tinge of gray starting to roil up from below. And it makes them think about the fight, about the, the schism between the believers and Alia, the what really is the truth and how that interferes with interpersonal relationships and that pursuit of truth, that pursuit of knowing for sure what is and what isn't. Yeah. And is going through that storm worth it? Beautiful. And they tighten their grip on Blanco's paw just a little bit. Don't, not even like indicate, not even saying like anything, but just having a moment, but I'm here. Amazing. And I think that's where Abbas is. Beautiful. Absolutely stunning. Um, Ron, go for it. Um, like the last year, so before like, like, uh, where did we just come from? Lacrima. Lacrima. Um, like the last year, this life before he was hibernating was like really shit. And so it's been something like 42 years since he's actually uh, enjoyed and uh, had a place to be and like had someone to be like a community or somewhere like he kind of fits a little bit. And like that's exactly what this group has kind of done is accept him a little bit, even though he like with a pinch of salt, he was rude and such. Um, and that's like a really warming thing. And he's like, Rom's been held down by his burdens, like things he's promised to do, like to help Reshi to, uh, to, to change himself um, and then but he did the exact same for Shelley uh, and for Code and, and for Blanco and it does it it's not a burden uh, it's it's something that's like warm it's like a fire inside and it's keeping him like happy it's not like yeah they're not burdens anymore it's like a really nice like thing it's a, a part it's like a solid like actual destination and then he's also buzzing from he may be able to find uh, Garzan, like the other half of his community before. So, that's, yeah, fire has been kindled within him, and he's uh, yeah, excited to move on. Feeling all of this with shards of glass in the, the, the wooden frame of his, uh, of his face, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dragon's fire. <laughs> um, and Arnar, in no way last, uh, in no way least, but indeed last. Go for it. R&R is, by nature, a very paranoid person. And I think this situation of returning home and directly kind of going against the government as much as he hates it, uh, it does make him worry because he knows the true extent, the true reach, and the true power of the Imperium. Uh, so he's a, little, he's a little worried about that. He's a little little concerned so he's he's thinking about contacts he might have within that uh people he can talk to to get information and whatnot he's thinking about how much he's gonna have to teach sergio in terms of discretion <laughs> um but very deep down very secretly uh he's very happy that he's a part of something that is finally bigger than himself uh, because he's never experienced that before Toad. It's been very much a lonesome life for him, so this is very much something that is new um, 
obviously not for him and Toad. I mean, that's just, that's kind of like, you know, they've been roommates for a point in time where, like, they probably just have a bunch of inside jokes. But, I mean, for everyone else, this is, like, a whole new thing, you know? So, it's exciting. Amazing. Um, as you all kind of experience your individual, you know, moments and feelings, you know, across this first day, you know, um, you begin to kind of uh, solidify this idea that, you know, you're, you're on this new path and though for all of you, you know, this may not have been like a direct forward step, you know, you all feel that, you know, at least in the People's Republic, you know, all of our individual things, you know, we're maybe getting a little bit closer to some of those things. Um, as well as that, um, I just wanted to ask one final question before, uh, before I, I, I hop in with something else. And the final question is this. Would any of you have gone into the wheelhouse during your time during this first day and, and checked out the wheelhouse? And if not, that's totally fine, but I was just wondering if anyone uh, would have thought they might have gone in and checked it out. Is that like the cockpit, yeah? Yeah, the yeah, cockpit. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, at some point, well, maybe not now, but Ron's interested to, if we get to know all the possibly teach him how to fly. Awesome shit, that's, yeah, so maybe just like on the edge, maybe not in the room, just like standing, kind of watching through the window. Cool, awesome, okay. In that case, um, that's fine with you, Ron. Arnar, if you went into the wheelhouse and like had a little peek around, uh, whether Ulfra was in there or not, um, can you please roll an investigation check for me, um, please? Oh, you know I'd love to. <laughs> uh, 19. Oh, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Okay, so... Let me just quickly find this for you. So, um, okay. Uh, so with a 19, um, you uh, kind of look at the papers on the desk and you can see that there's a big map in the center of the, of the Sky Realm itself. Very similar to the one that you guys have on your screen right now. And you can see, you know, that there's, you know, there's bits that are like ticked, basically. You can see that next to islands, there's like little boxes that have been filled in and ticked basically. Um, and with a 20 investigation, R&R, you kind of can deduce that the last island, uh, that the freshest ink on there is Lacrima and that it was ticked, basically. Um, and that there's some kind of like journey that Ulfa was taking and he was, you know, checking off islands as he was kind of going. However, there is one thing that you 100% um, are able to, to discern from the map specifically as well. Arnar, as you lean in and you go to look at it, you get a smell. Baking powder and arcane fire is the smell that you get. It's basically like baking powder that has been burnt with some sort of arcane fire. And with, the, with your investigation check, you kind of like go closer to it and, uh, and you sniff around the map until you find the source of where it's coming from. And you can see that where it is on the map, wherever this is, there's nothing there on the map. There's nothing there, and you can't see anything. But one thing you do know about this arcane fire and uh, baking soda uh, combination is that it's often used to write hidden messages or often used to um, basically hide uh, things, basically. You also know that a small amount of lemon could also reveal that, as you've often used that technique yourself um, when dealing with investigations yourself. So you know a small amount of lemon would reveal whatever uh, was written in, I guess, invisible ink, 
is, is how mm. I would define it. The final thing that you notice as you're looking at all this stuff uh, with, your, with your beautiful investigation check that you did, um, is you notice a note that has been quickly written. Again, you can see that the ink is fresher than everything else on the table. And the note says, tell Imani about the blast of energy. Heard a name, Martina, dot, dot, dot. Could it be, question mark, question mark. And that's all the note says. Would I have a lemon? Uh, I, I, I know it's a weird thing to ask, but if it is something I'm experienced with as an investigator, yes. perhaps would I have a spare, a spare uh, a detective's lemon, as it's called in the business? <laughs> lemon well, I, I fully uh, would be happy to let you do that. I want to know, though, truthfully, do you think r, &R before leaving the People's Republic to come to Lacrima, packed his, like, supply bag and had in there, you know, his magnifying glass, you know, maybe his lockpick stuff, and, you know, maybe maybe a, a, a lemon in there as well, or was it just, I, like, I, I think it's probably I, lemon juice. Yes, oh. I feel like he would have, I mean, yeah. being, his, like, being so close to him, I know, like, he'd be super meticulous and get all that stuff, so For I feel like... Pens is not far, that far <laughs> apart, like, just <laughs> Yeah, he has his, he has his shit together. <laughs> you, you indeed have some lemon juice on the person. All right, I'm gonna like. Cool. Can you there. can you make a stealth check to see if uh, anyone can see you doing it, um, or a sleight of hand, whichever you prefer. Um, and uh, and I'll tell you what happens in just a second. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Um, Rom um, and Blanco, you both notice RNR is in the wheelhouse at this point. You can't see from the outside what RNR is doing, but you definitely notice that he goes into the wheelhouse and it is, is doing something. RNR, as you kind of do a couple of drops on the, uh, on the map where you can smell this and you kind of smear it around, a circle begins to appear on the map. And the circle, again, is not around anything. There's nothing there. It's just simply a bit of what looks like open air on the map. But that's all that you can discern from, from dropping the lemon on this. It's, there's just a circle, of a, 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 a drawn circle on the map with, a, with no, nothing there. Can I approximate its coordinates in my notebook? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, what I would say is, okay. can you make a nature check for me just because it is like trying to like approximate kind of stuff like that? that yeah. Can, Six. can I give him advantage? Wait. While I go in and be like, hey, what are you doing? Or is that too meta? Uh, Feels too meta. I was going to yeah. say, it's a little bit too meta. But you do, have Bardic you do have Bardic Inspiration still from Toad earlier, I believe. Yes. Is the, when when did he give that to me though? Uh, I believe it was oh. last. So last episode, last session, basically. Um, it, uh, it's, only, it's only it's only ten it's minutes. Only ten minutes. Okay. Cool. In that case, it's not yeah. A, yeah. Cool. Six. Um, so what you can describe. I mean, as far as working out coordinates, there's no numbers and there's no letters or anything. There's no like longitude and latitude on this map. It's just a sure. drawn uh, drawn map. So it's hard to kind of pinpoint it, but. Um, with your memory that you have, you can definitely remember, like, if you got another map, you could probably draw where the circle was. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay. that yeah, that's thing. fine. Yeah, that perfect. Kind of yeah. 
Cool. Yeah, then I am uh, getting rid of the um, invisible ink, I think, if there's some technique to do that, to kind yeah. of make myself scarce, and then I'm going to just kind of nonchalantly uh, leave. Amazing. Um, and uh, and you, you managed to make it out with uh, without all for seeing you, um, and all's good. So, guys, as we now kind of begin to round out day one on, on the airship, you all kind of begin going down to the lower deck. Uh, down there, you know, you've got some hammocks, you've got the, the engine room uh, to the far back of the ship, and as you go down, the heat from like the engine room, it's like noticeably a different heat when you go to the lower deck. It's a little bit warmer down here. And you can imagine in some temperatures that would be probably helpful. In other temperatures, you imagine it's probably not a great fucking thing um, uh, in terms of having to, uh, having to deal with it. But um, there's a lot of heat coming from like that door there. You can see that around the stairs that you've come down, there's like um, a bunch of kegs stacked at the back. Um, there's some boxes around the side and a couple of like uh, desks of drawers basically that are just kind of pushed up next to stairs and then uh, in the corners of the wall at the back of the uh, at the back of the ship in the corners where the wall to the engine room kind of meets there is a uh, crates of basically like uh, iron, cast iron uh, ball bearings um, that you guys would assume are to be launched from catapults basically um, you can also see there's like portholes um, spaced like evenly uh, across the wall, so you can actually get a little bit of light in uh, from under here as well. Um, and other than that, you can see in the in the front end of the ship, there's like a big pile of like blankets and like sacks and stuff, um, kind of all piled on top of some boxes. And you can see that it's been kind of formed into like a nest. And like just at the bottom of it, there's like a little placard that says uh, Sato's bed, basically. And um, yeah, um, as you guys kind of come down here and begin preparing for the evening, um, you know, you're you're making a couple of beds on the ground for a couple of you. You know, a couple of you grab a hammock and and, and you know, choose a choose a hammock and kind of begin hunkering down for the evening. Uh, Ulfur assures you again before he goes to bed that the ship shall fly overnight without him needing to do anything and that he can rest as well with you guys. But he does there's assure you guys that it should be fine unless, you know, something crazy happens. But, you know, everything should be fine, basically. Um, and with that, he basically goes to bed. And those of you who kind of are down there um, with passive perceptions, um, R&R, Blanco, Rom, and Sergio, you guys all notice, um, you all notice that Ulfur is looking up at something at the ceiling. And you see him kind of like, touching something on the ceiling for a second before like kissing his hand and then like turning over for the night and, and going to bed basically. I'm gonna up. You guys are welcome to do anything down here that you wish as Ulfur is now gone to bed. If you want to do anything before you guys finish out day one on the ship, uh, on the Zephyr. Yep, so I'm just going to do a song of rest, so it's like a really kind of, um, really just um, calming kind of sound to kind of help everyone's nerves if they're feeling any kind of which way, so. Mm. Like a nice soothing song on the harmonica to kind of ride out the night. Amazing. That soothes and draws all of you in to, you know, this gorgeous kind of tune. And with the hum of the engine in the background and, you know, the odd judder of, uh, of the Zephyr itself, you know, you all kind of begin slowly uh, drifting off to sleep in your various places in this lower deck. 
Uh, as you guys fall asleep and you drift deeper into REM sleep and your minds begin to uh, float away, you begin getting lifted out of your bodies and traveling across what feels like space and time until you're about to, uh, you know, travel into something, you know, like you have done the last couple of times you've fallen asleep, but then suddenly you guys hear a voice. The voice is Ulfur's voice. And suddenly he breaks the silence and you all awake to him going, Get up! Get up! Oh my god! It sounds like there's lightning and thunder outside. Suddenly, as that happens, you hear a boom, and the ship shakes a little bit for a second. He's like, it seems like there's a storm going on. I need all hands on deck. Everybody get up to the top deck. And he grabs his cloak off of a hook, uh, his, his like leather coat, whips it around him, puts his arms in, and like runs up the stairs, basically, and goes up there. I bound up after him. Yeah. yeah. Follow yeah. Him, but don't know how to fly a ship. So, yeah. Amazing. With the swiftness, Evis follows. Just, like, grabs the their quarterstaff and just, like, like Naruto runs almost. Amazing. Um, I will... Well, you... Is Geo coming? I'm up. Yep, yeah. I'm going up. That's I will teleport Geo to the top of the stairs. Nice. Um, so, <laughs> speedy. As you guys come up out of the lower deck, this is what you guys see. You come up onto the top deck, and you can see that on the side of the Gladius, a bridge has been connected and clamped down, and that there is a much larger Zephyr connected to your guy's ship currently. And you hear um, a voice over a Tannoy come on and goes, hello. Um, this is the Imperial Army. Hello. Um, due to new subsection 4732, we must check documentation of all ships entering Imperial airspace around the barrier. Also, we have noticed you have um, some uh, um, damage uh, to your hull. Uh, so, please, uh, if you could put your hands up and uh, present us with some documents, my, uh, my crew will begin coming across now. And... Uh, as this happens, you see two people basically uh, step forward onto the bridge, and you can see they are dressed in uh, beautiful, like, samurai-type armor with these gorgeous shoulder pads that kind of flare up into a point. Uh, they've got this big, flat uh, hat that is metal, basically, with a big, flat brim that is sharp, and you can see that the edge of it is, like, sharp. Um, they have a uh, basically a kabuki mask that covers the lower half of their face, so you can see their eyes. Um, each of their masks are both uh, blue in color um, and have like gnarly pointed like teeth, though each of them is ever so slightly different from the other. As you kind of pan down, they have like a chest piece uh, with a symbol in the center. Um, it's a water droplet with a barbed wire uh, going around the outside. Uh, you will know this as the symbol of the Imperials. And um, oh as it goes down, you can see that they're also wearing, uh, again, this layered kind of scaled armor on their legs. Um, and at their hips, they have a, a scimitar each. Um, and they basically step forward and one of them goes, documentation, please. Of course. Of course, um, uh, Arn, um, Arn, you definitely have the, some of the paperwork that we were, that were. Sorry, sorry, you guys. We are a detective agency. We're just going through, you know, completely legal. R&R, you want to show them the documentation that we have? Of course, yes. I'm going to look at, um... I'm going to have Oliver... I'll, like, 
all of our very pointed look to see like is this like are we screwed do we need to fight or is this like uh he kind of takes a second he's like um uh, docu um, I have our ship documentation. I can I can grab that if you're okay with me. And he kind of puts his hands up. He's like, if you're okay with me entering the, the wheelhouse quickly to grab our documentation, I can get that and then come back out here for you guys and, and, and give that to you if that's all right. And the guard kind of like nods for a second. He's like, okay, well, one one moment. And uh, he steps into the wheelhouse, comes back with uh, with the documentation. He's like, um, here, and, and kind of steps forward and onto the bridge. Um, with the two soldiers and hands them the documentation. Um, as he does, he turns round to look at you guys, and he gives a little shrug. As he shrugs, you see a fist raise above his head. Bam! The fist lamps him hard. Ulfur falls to the ground in a crumple uh, on the ground, uh, unconscious. You see the two soldiers rip off the kabuki masks and you can see as they pull off the helmets as well that they uh, one of them is a half-orc uh, woman uh, with big tusks and hair in, a, in dreadlocks basically um, that had been hidden under this hat um, and there's a skull basically embedded in the dreadlocks that's kind of weaving all the dreadlocks through the eyes and things like that. Um, the other person takes off uh, their mask and you can see that they have tattoos coming up their neck and are completely bold. With that, the voice comes back on the tannoy, and it goes, <laughs> we were just kidding. You have two choices. You come with us, or you die today. What should you like to do? Make your decision quickly. And with that, guys, we are gonna end today's session. Oh, what? What? Uh, <laughs> I was about to pop up a spell, so we guess yeah, right. <laughs> oh, right, so we are gonna end it there, guys. Thank you fucking for this session. This has been amazing, guys. Thank you so so much. Oh my god. I'm Here I am, like, would Evis have papers being from a monastery? Like, would that be a thing? Would we like you know how churches like yeah, like how churches aren't like taxed here. Would we have official like paperwork? <laughs> well, you should for tax purposes. You definitely should. We can fabricate them. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Skyrim. We really hoped you enjoyed seeing the team saying their goodbyes to the people of Lacrima and then boarding the Gladius uh, Ulfur ship and beginning their voyage towards the People's Republic, the biggest city in the Sky Realm. But obviously, with that twist at the end there, who knows what's going to happen in the next episode. So, if you've enjoyed this, like us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, um, but also um, you can follow our Discord channel, basically, our Discord server. We have a link in the description where you can find loads of behind-the-scenes content, all that kind of stuff, art from the show, um, and furthermore, if you happen to like MMA, it's a great place to discuss uh, mixed martial arts and UFC stuff happening at the moment, as we have a couple of channels for that in there as well. So check that out. There is a link in the description. Otherwise, we'll catch you guys in the next one for what's going to happen to the team from this midnight ambush that they're encountering. We'll see you then, guys.